Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the pastor of Church of the King, and I'm so pumped up that you're hanging out with us with our podcast today. I pray that God really speaks to you and that you're encouraged and inspired to live your life with everything you have for Him. Hey, I want to encourage you to check us out over at cotk.org. You can go there and learn all kinds of things about us and when our service times are. And speaking of our service times, I would love to invite you so that I could actually meet you personally on one of our weekend services. I promise you, your kids will love it. You'll have a great time and you'll have a blast. I pray today that God speaks to you through this word. God bless you. Good morning, Church of the King. It's so good to see all of you. My name's Jason Robinson. I'm the pastor here at the church. Excited to be with you. I'm going with the Texas look today, the Texas flow. I'm from New Orleans. When I got here, within the first six months, someone said, you need boots if you're going to pastor here in Texas. So I break it out every once in a while, but not too often because I don't want people not to be able to handle it, you know, because it's too powerful. No, I'm just playing. So Having a good time. So, hey, excited. Before I move too far in service, um, it is Memorial Day weekend. And so I do want to take a moment and, uh, and we want to pray because tomorrow, while many of us will be swimming or cooking out or whatever it is may, we may be doing, uh, that will be, it'll be very different for a lot of families all throughout our country where they had a loved one that gave their life for our freedom. And, you know, I was even thinking about just last year, all the craziness that happened, not just in the world, but in our country. And I even had this thought, like, even the ability to argue with one another about what to do, they fought for that freedom so that we could even do that. And so while many of us are doing that, whether you're online or maybe in here and a loved one uh, gave their life for our country, I just want to say thank you and that we're praying for you and uh, our thoughts are with you. Can we pray for everyone real quick? Father, I just come right now. And I thank you, God, on this Memorial Day weekend where many will be just celebrating a day off, God, others, uh, their heart will really be wrenched during this time. And um, God, I just pray that the God of all comfort and the God of all peace would go all throughout our country and even service men and families that maybe have moved different country. God, I pray you would just be with them. And God, I pray that the peace of God that passes all understanding would rest upon their hearts and their minds during this. And Father, we as a people, as a country, and God, just as individuals, we say thank you to them. And I pray you'd bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give a hand for everybody? Maybe watch, maybe somebody involved, anything I'm saying? We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, man, a lot going on in our church, a lot of great things happening. And you know, during when summertime kicks in, we're full-blown into summer now. Can somebody say amen? And so, uh, so many of in summer, excited, people graduated, all this fun stuff. You know, as a pastor... During summertime, a lot of pastors kind of like, man, you know, people are going on vacation. They're gone all the time, and I wish they were in church and all this stuff. I got to be honest with y'all. After last year, I'm excited when I hear y'all are going out of town. I'm like, go. You go. Then you go. All y'all go. Y'all get on out of here, you know. We'll be here in August. Y'all go as long as you can, you know, because I'm glad you're getting out and having a good time with family, all of that. So uh, I, I got a little something I want to do as we get going. I, I want to just, I got to Anybody like coffee? Come on, anybody like coffee in the house of God? All right. I just want to give a few things away. Do I have any seniors, just graduated seniors? Annalise, come on, Annalise. So you're the first person I saw. I'm going to give that to you right now. I want to bless a few. I'm going to step down here for a second. Hope we won't get any feedback. Do I have any teachers? It's been a year for you, and you have a teacher. So everybody's on the front row right here. Okay, awesome. Here you go. I'm going to give you one of those. Do I have any coaches in the house? It was what, a tough year for coaching. Coaching, I see Brandon all the way back here. Oh, Cindy, I'm sorry. I saw you a little late on the whole thing. So I'm gonna go all the way back here from my coaches, Mr. Brandon. Here you go, sir. 
Go get a little coffee on me. And how many of y'all just tired? You need some coffee. Anybody in here? Okay. We're just, just tired. Come on, Nana. Just, just tired. Come on, Jesus. It's been one of those years. So, hey, you, when you come to church, you never know. You never know what you might get when you come here because we like to give. Generosity is actually one of our spiritual gifts, and I'm having a hard time going too much further without saying, Juliet, we love you. We're so glad to see you in church, woman of God. And not everybody knows the story, but I do. We've been praying for you. We love you. And God has a tremendous purpose for your life. You're still here. God's not done. You're gonna, take, you're gonna do something major in this kingdom of God, and we love you. Let's give it up for Juliet, all right? Can't love you guys. So, you know, I, I, I came and I, and, I, and I gave. And, you know, the Bible says this, says that God so loved the world that he... He gave. Well, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And God, the Holy Spirit, is the real gift to us. But there's something really cool that the Holy Spirit does. When the Holy Spirit comes and fills us with his power, he brings gifts along with him. Now, the true gift is himself, but he brings gifts as well. For you guys, maybe you're just coming, this is the first service for you. Excited to have you here. You're coming a little bit in maybe chapter three of, of a series on the Holy Spirit where let me give you up to speed kind of high level recap. First time, first week, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Holy Spirit, talked about who the Holy Spirit is, that he's God, he's third part of the Trinity. Where is he right now? We've learned that it says in scripture, our father who art in heaven. So God, the father's in heaven. God, the son is sitting at the right hand of the father and the Holy Spirit is among us today. A lot of you know a lot more about the Holy Spirit than maybe you even realize. If you, during worship, you really start, man, you felt God. That's the Holy Spirit. Maybe in your life, you're going to make a decision or you're going to do something and something just is like in your heart was like whispering to you, like, hey, don't do that or giving you peace about something or giving you no peace about something. Like, man, I can't do it. I just can't get a peace about that. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth. And why is this so important? We talked about this because some of you, you've been living life not recognizing the power of the Holy Spirit available to you in your life. Maybe you gave your heart to Christ and then you took the next step in obedience and were water baptized. Come on, how about those 50 people water baptized last week? So awesome. Man, I just went home overwhelmed, overwhelmed with the stories. And just my whole Facebook feed was just full of people, uh, just good for my soul and my heart. But you know, there's another step. It's being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So we talked about who he was. And then last week, Pastor Matt, who did a great job, great friend of mine, he gets up here and he talks about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's real simple. You ask, you receive, and then you, you take a step. You take a step of faith saying, God, just like I receive Christ as my Savior, I receive the Holy Spirit and be filled with his power. Acts chapter one, verse eight is the key uh, verse that we went off of, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so, you know, as a pastor, uh, I love, I'm kind of a preacher teacher. It's kind of my flow. I like to inspire, but also like to equip at the same time. Uh, over this series, I'm really kind of taking more of a, a teaching part because so many people have been taught so many things about the Holy Spirit or not taught at all about the Holy Spirit. 
And so I'm really taking time, a lot of scriptures, a lot of points. So if you love taking notes, this is the series for you. I have a lot for you to write down today, okay? But I really wanna teach you and I really wanna help you understand the Holy Spirit because I'll tell you now, I would not be here today if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit. I just wouldn't. It's put a power and a boldness in me that I would not have on my own. It's the same thing with this church. O over the last several months, as we've, our church is a little over six uh, months old. Are we quite six months old? Yeah, we're a little over six months. I think we are. No, we're not. We're not even six months old yet, are we? What? Months. Oh, in the building. Oh, in the building. In the building. We're somewhat old in the building, all right? December 6th is when we moved in, all right? Brother needs some math lessons, all right? School's over. I don't want to think about math, all right? Anyway, moving on, right along. Uh, in just a short period of time, many people come in and they'll say things like this. Dude, like, I like the vibe here. I like the feel here. I like the life that's here. And you know what they're saying? I'll, what, I'll tell you what they're feeling. They're feeling a, a place where we say, Holy Spirit, you come in this place and, let, and we want to feel you. We don't feel the life of God in the building. It's not because Pastor Jay's energetic. Or, no, no, it's none of that. It's because the Holy Spirit is here. We believe no matter when you come, it doesn't matter what I'm talking about, that God's gonna speak something specific that you need. Because why? Because the Holy Spirit takes, can take any, he can take a prayer that Tavarius is praying at the end of worship and somehow speak something into your heart. During that last song, I'm not enough unless you come. I was sit, standing right there myself and, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm realizing the monumental task I have to try to explain the Holy Spirit to you. I'm like, who am I? I'm from Southern Louisiana and I almost failed English, y'all. <laughs> and I am up here trying to explain the Holy Spirit to you. And I'm just sitting there thinking, God, I, I'm not enough. I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not slick enough. I'm not any of that. I need your spirit to come. I need you to show and you to reveal to us because I, I can't convince anyone enough of this. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we ask the power of the Holy Spirit to come, not only does he come, he brings gifts with him. And there are supernatural spiritual gifts available to you. Now, I want you to hear this. Supernatural, okay, not weird, but naturally supernatural. In other words, you can't come up with this on your own. There's some power behind it that is helping propel you and help you understand something. And so I want to help you understand those gifts. This past uh, two, last weekend, my, my son graduated. I had mentioned uh, last, a couple weeks ago that my son graduated from uh, high school and, and uh, we had a little party, a little graduation party for him, all the people he wanted to invite. And so he comes to the party and, and we had bull crawfish. Come on, somebody say amen. And the house of God. Hey, one day when we're all in heaven and we're all feasting together, if you're looking for Pastor Jason, go to the bull crawfish section and you will find me there, all right? If you're looking for me, all right? So anyway, and so we're that bull crawfish, all that. And then after it was all over with, my son had such a great time. He goes, he had all, I said, son, you're gonna open up your stuff? And he goes, what's the, and so he starts to open up his stuff and he starts seeing, you know, people giving money and gift cards and all that. And he told my wife, he said, I, I was just excited that people came. I didn't know they were gonna give me stuff. And Stephanie said, son, they love you. And so they wanna give you some things you need to help you be successful in your next season. That's what the Holy Spirit is. 
The Holy Spirit comes and, and him feeling his presence, him leading and guiding us into all truth. Man, that is plenty enough, but he loves you so much. He's brought some gifts for you to help you succeed and be faithful in the next season. And these are some of the gifts I'm gonna share with you today. And so we're gonna get down deep into it and you're gonna have a lot of, lot of notes to take here. So just get ready for it. But Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. All of what we're talking about here, it's after the day of Pentecost came. He would fill with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now here's the deal. Paul's having to come behind and give some instruction throughout the churches. Anytime you hear the book of Corinthians, the book of Ephesians, the book of Galatians, let me tell you what that is. That are letters that are written to the churches in the area at that time. So Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians, and he's talking to them about the gifts of the Spirit that everyone is feeling, and they're trying to figure out how to navigate it because they were the first that really filled with it in, in, in the church. So here we go. He says this in verse chapter 12, verse 1. Now about the gifts of the spirits, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. If you want to know the heart of myself, why I want to do this series, why have we dug into it, why have I dove into a subject that is so critically important all throughout the Bible, yet many have not heard much about it. We've heard it said in different phrases, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, but who has really talked to you? Why? I don't want you to be uninformed. Because when you're uninformed, you avoid what you don't know. That's true. Now, here's the, the Bible says this. Now, faith comes by hearing. Your faith is built by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so I want to build your faith in the power of the Holy Spirit because I want you to desire, the Bible even talks about desire the gifts of the Spirit. I want you to do, but the only way you're going to do that is as you hear and you hear, your faith is built. And it's like, well, God, man, if God has more for me, I want it. And what God wants to give you is good. He has good gifts for you, good thing, good gifts for, for me. And so let's, let's, let's jump uh, right, right into it here. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna break everything down. And there's three primary uh, gifts that are given, not, not gifts itself, different, let me, let me break it down this way, different sections. There's the motivational gifts. And then after the motivational gifts, there's, all, there's uh, oh, where's it at right here? Sorry, it just slipped my mind. There is the ministerial gifts and then the manifestational gifts gifts. So I'm going to go through all of them. You don't have to write them all down real quickly because you'll see it come up on the screen in a second. But first thing we want to see in scripture in Romans 12 verses 3 through 8. Now this will be the one section of scripture I won't read just because it's the longest portion and then I'll read the other ones because I want to make sure uh, I don't run out of time and don't get to everything I need. So in Romans 12 verses 3 through 8 we see about the motivational gifts. And through that, you'll see a list throughout the motivational gifts, and they're this. Prophecy, you'll see that in that portion of scripture. Service, teaching, exhortation, giving, and leadership. Now, some of you, it is hardwired in your DNA, these motivational gifts. It's what gets you excited. It's what fires you up. It's what you get pumped up about. When you think about leadership, it fires you up. When you think about just serving behind the scenes, it fires you up. If you think about teaching, man, you just come alive when it's teaching. It's a motivational gift. I'll give you mine. Mine is exhortation. I love getting people fired up and exhorting them and encouraging them into their destiny. 
I want you to walk out these doors and not be say, not say the scripture that's the scripture that says I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of God. I don't want you to ever leave and say I was sad when they said unto me let's go into the house of God. I want you to laugh. I want you to have fun. I want you to be fired up. I want you to feel hope in your heart that you can take on this week. I want you to feel hope in your heart that that situation that seems dire, all of a sudden you're like, no, God is good and God is faithful. I prayed with someone in between service. And I said this, nothing is impossible for God. And so walk away a little higher, faith a little more, hope a little higher in your heart. I'm, a, I'm an exhorter, can you tell? That it's the gift God gave me. It motivates me. I want to see you pumped up for God moving forward, teaching and giving and and leadership. We have so many leaders. There's such a gift of leadership all over our church that's just amazing. Actually, my pastor will be coming to speak to us. My pastor, Pastor Steve, uh, who's been a pastor over 20-something years. Your pastor has a pastor. That's right. I believe every pastor should have a pastor. I believe every counselor should have a counselor. If you are the final authority in all things, you let us pray. <laughs> we all need that in our life. And so here's he, he's coming, and I asked him, my pastor has a, one of the biggest gifts of leadership I know on the planet Earth. I've been in rooms of leaders of leaders of leaders. Many of, some of you would even know, read, read their books, and my pastor just takes over the room. He has such a gift of leadership. And he's coming, I'm asked him to come, and I want him to talk about our churches. Our church has just really grown in influence very quickly. Hey, praise report. As of last week, we've seen over 400 people surrender their life to Jesus for the very first time. Come on, isn't that awesome? Awesome, man. I don't have time to tell you all the things that are happening, what people, what God's doing in our student ministries and our kids. It's just, it's phenomenal what God's doing. And I asked Pastor Steve, I said, Pastor Steve, would you come and teach us, teach us, just, just teach us about stewarding the influence that God gives you? Would you do that? And I'm praying that'll be a deposit on us. It's a gift that he has. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see it all over him. And so, so the first thing we, is the motivational gifts. The second category is the ministerial gifts. Now, these gifts are given by Jesus. Jesus actually gives these gifts, and we see it in Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. So Christ himself gave, so this is Jesus' gift, gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So he gave those five. If you've ever heard a preacher, you ever heard somebody say the five-fold ministry, if they ever say that, this is what they're talking about, these five things, okay? These five things. And why did he give it? Jesus said this, to equip his people for works of ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. So I, I'm a pastor on here, so I'm, y'all, I'm a gift to y'all from Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm messing with you guys. I'm messing with you. Oh. So finally, so we have the motivational gifts and then we have the ministerial gifts and now I wanna go on last, the manifestation gifts. Now, when we hear that word manifestation, some of you things may come in your mind. The word just simply means this. It means to make known. You didn't know it before, now you know it, okay? And so that's what we're gonna talk about for a few moments, the manifestational gifts. Pastor Jay, why are we doing all this? It's because I want you having everything. There are supernatural gifts for you that you can have before you leave here today. Now, uh, earlier in, I had mentioned a couple weeks ago too that my wife and I, we moved from one part of Katy to another part of Katy. And, uh, and so we just did it. We moved in the house, we're getting all settled. And, and as I go to start cleaning things up and picking things up, uh, I get into my, 
my closet and I'm going to the very end of the closet and I see this Kendra Scott box. And as I open it up, I, I go in the other room like, and Stephanie and me are in there. And so this is two weeks ago, so May. I go in and I said, hey, it's this, and there's a necklace in there. It's beautiful. I'm like, did one of y'all like misplaced? Like, you have this like, it's, it's just awesome. And Mia looks at me, she goes, dad. It's like, uh-oh, what'd I do? She said, you don't remember? I told you mom would want this for Christmas. I bought it for you last Christmas, 2020. So I bought it in November and put it, man, I told you I would put it in the closet so that you could give it to her for Christmas. <laughs> this happened. That happened last week. And so I looked at my wife, I went, Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, and she's wearing it today. Come on now. But, but here's the deal. She had a beautiful gift the whole time that was buried away and didn't even know she had access to it. I don't want you to be uninformed. I want you to understand all things. Why do I want this for? Because I don't want this beautiful gift be sitting in the closet and you just, and you don't even know it's there for you. That looks beautiful with the outfit, babe, by the way. I'm just like the gift that keeps on giving, baby. <laughs> I'm working the deal, y'all. I'm doing the best I can. All right, I'm doing. So, all right. Manifestation gifts. These are the gifts made known. So when we have a moment, I hope you did what Pastor Matt said last week. I hope you had a moment that you had, he, he talked about maybe at your house or maybe in your car where you would just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. And say, hey, ask, receive it by faith and, and take a risk. Well, the reason he said take a risk because that basically means is he knows that he's gonna bring some gifts and all of a sudden there'll be some things that dwell up. I'm about to define them and show them to you so you can be made aware of it. So you're not unaware of this. So, all right, 1 Corinthians 12 7 through 11, lay out all the gifts of the Spirit. It's interesting, as I started looking up Scripture for all the gifts of the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, all these things, the Bible is jam-packed with it and jam-packed throughout the New Testament all about it. And it's amazing to me that many don't want to talk about it. And so we're going we're to dig down into that. And one more thing before we jump on the Scripture here, I want to tell you a little bit of where we're going uh, next Sunday, I'll be talking about how to walk in the Spirit. Like, how do we walk in God's truth? How do we walk in His power? How does it go from an event, uh, Acts 1, until every day just walking out, living my life naturally, supernatural, where it's not weird? I love what Pastor Matt said. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are. And so I want to teach you not to be weird about it, but how to be naturally supernatural. You're going to learn some of that right here in just a moment. And so I said, I don't know how long we're going to talk about. The, I think that'll probably be the last week of it. And then my pastor, a couple weeks after that, will be coming. And so uh, anyway, let me, let me get to it. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Talking about the manifestation gifts. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit. I'll explain the difference in just a moment. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. 
to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he, the spirit, distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, one point of clarification when it comes to all these gifts we're gonna go through in just a second is this. You receive, not, you receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives the gifts. Now, there's some different primary gifts that God has given me and given you, but God at times can use other gifts because God's trying to get his word out to people. So I'm gonna break these down as well in a couple different categories when it comes to the manifestation gifts. There's discerning gifts, the declarative gifts, and then the dynamic gifts, okay? So now I've taught this for many years. So if you've been at church a long time, some of this is gonna sound familiar. It's gonna be a real good refresher for you. For others, it's the first time you're hearing it. But this is all coming out of first Corinthians, what we just read, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, so let's go through first the discerning gifts. We ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come fill me with your power. He fills us with his power and boldness, the Bible talks about, Acts chapter one, verse eight. But then he brings gifts. What kind of gifts? He brings discerning gifts. Gifts one. Gifts number one. There's the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is knowing something specific without learning all of its natural means. Believe it or not, you guys, we see in Scripture, woman at the well, Jesus said, gave a word of knowledge. You guys have been a part of a word of knowledge. There's times that we've appeared just speaking ourselves that, that there's a moment that I'm about to move on, but man, just something so strong hits me. I just feel like I gotta say something. I, and that's, that's the Holy Spirit giving us a word of knowledge. Hey, somebody's going through this or hey, somebody has a real important decision to make. And let me just, let me just pray for you. A couple weeks ago, I shared on how I had a rough week. I had three different suicides happen in that one week. And I came to preach that, sun, that Sunday morning when I said that, um, the night before I had been at someone's house till late that night because someone had taken their life. And early in that week, I'd have done a funeral of someone I didn't know, but a family friend and helped. And it was a rough week. First service, I'm just preaching a message and I go on, no big deal. This service, the second service, this is a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was two weeks ago. At the end, I'm about to end the service. I'm about to say amen, pray for y'all and let you go. And I mean, right when I go to say amen, all of a sudden I just get this overwhelming feeling, you better say something about what you've experienced this week. And so then I shared it for you guys that were here. Y'all remember that. And I just said, hey, if you're struggling, you've come. To, please reach out to us, talk to us, reach out to someone. You know, we have multiple people come after and wanna talk about that. I'm not that smart, y'all. You know, I'm not. That was the Holy Spirit knew there were some people in the room really needed that. And so I just shared, I didn't share it in the first service, shared it in the second service. That's called a word of knowledge. And if you notice, it wasn't weird. It was just simply a strong feeling. I said, man, some of you guys have just got this, this and that's going on. See, it's naturally supernatural, but it was powerful because people walked away from here saying, God knows exactly where I'm at. And it changed the game on them. And so that, that's why this is so powerfully, naturally supernatural. The next thing we see here, word of knowledge, we see a word of wisdom. A word of wisdom is a divine answer for a particular event. By the way, I ask for wisdom all the time. I said, Lord, please give me wisdom. I am not smart enough to know all the next steps that we have to do as a church that I need to do as a pastor. I'm not smart enough. God, you are the pastor and I'm just, I'm working for you. 
And Lord, just tell me, what do you want me to do? I'm always asking for divine wisdom. And do you know, even when we were building this building, there were times where we just didn't know what to do. And so we would just pray as a team and say, God, give us wisdom. And there would be a peace that would, and we knew what to do. It's the word of wisdom. When the Holy Spirit comes, next we see is discerning of spirits. It's all part of the discerning gifts. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. What is that, Pastor Jay? That's when you're made aware of something happening in the supernatural realm. The Bible says this, Ephesians 6, 12. If some of you don't get anything but this, this is gonna help you today. For our struggle, your struggle, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Some of you are mad at a person, and it's not the person, it's the spirit behind the person. Some of you are like, no, I'm mad, I'm mad at this, and no, no, well, well, they believe this, and they believe this lie, and that lie, and they're manipulative, and all that. You don't understand. There is a demonic spirit behind that that's whispering into their mind and into what's going on, and we don't need to just beat them. We need to pray against that spirit that the spirit of truth would lead them and guide them in all truth, and that the mouth of the devil, the liar, would be shut off in that person's life. It's a spiritual force. That's going on. It's a spiritual realm. We felt it last year. There is a spirit of division, of divisiveness, of disorder all over our country and world last year. And my prayer wasn't for this person, this person, this person. I was praying against the spirit of darkness that in the midst of what the devil meant for evil, that God's church would rise up and God would use it as a voice for a generation and not be scared in the middle of a PC culture of worried about being canceled all the time. But we would stand for the truth of God's word no matter what it looks like. By the way, the more and more that we stand for the truth of God's word, the less and less popular we will get. We just need to accept that fact, okay? Because the more we stand for his word, the more that's going to happen. Now, we're gonna be like the Bible says, wise as serpents, harmless as doves. We're gonna love people wherever they are, but we're gonna love them too much to leave them where they are. Well, you can't say nothing to them. Well, hey, let's find out what the word of God says and let's all submit to it. By the way, I'm still submitting to what the word of God says. There's still things in the word of God I don't like and I don't do, but I'm getting better. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. God isn't into perfection, but he is into progress. I'm growing, I'm getting better. I'm growing, I'm growing. Discerning experience. I don't know why I went into all that. That wasn't part of anything. All right, next one. Well, it's part of something. Okay, declarative gifts, all right, the second part. So we have discerning gifts, we have declarative gifts. So in scripture, we see about, we, we just read all of it. Prophecy is part of the de declarative gifts, prophecy. Prophecy is a message of encouragement from God to a person. Now, when we hear prophecy, you probably have this Hollywood picture of <laughs> Bill. This is the Lord. <laughs> Thus saith God, you are to like LSU and AM no further. <laughs> Bill saying, that's from the devil. That ain't from God. <laughs> we, have, we have a good time going back and forth. So anyway, but, but it's, it's, it's a word. That's not what it is. Remember, it's naturally supernatural. God, but God uses prophecy. Prophecy. I, I, if you've been here for a while, you've heard this story. So just bear with me as so many new people have not heard this story. 
Uh, we believe in prophecy. Well, there's a few people in our church that they really have a gift of prophecy and God's used them. And just, hey man, I just feel like the Lord is saying, and, say, and it's so encouraging and so helpful. Before we started this church, about seven years ago, I'd say, uh, I was over a student ministry, I was over junior high, high college, and then an internship program, LEAD, that we call. And so we had this guy, at the end of LEAD, we would have this guy that worked in the prophetic that would come and prophesy over every student. So he prophesied over every student, his name was Reggie. I actually still have the prophecy on my phone. And so on, I've, I've transferred it over and over. And so this guy, Reggie, starts prophesying over my wife and I. Now we know we're gonna start a church. We don't know where yet. We've already had the conversation with Pastor Steve. We don't know where we're gonna go, any of that. And he, and he said this, he goes, he said a few things encouraging. He says, uh, I see that you like, it seems like you moved into a house and it was too small. And it's a great house, but it's just too small for you guys. And I want you to know that I'm relocating you guys and that you're gonna go to a place that is spacious, wide open with no limits. That's what he said. Now, one thing about prophecy, biblical orderly prophecy is if someone comes and gives you a prophetic word, it confirms and aligns what you're already feeling. So if somebody comes in, hey, the Lord said that you're, you know, you're moving to wherever, you know, to Antarctica, leading the penguins to Jesus. <laughs> and you're like, brother, I ain't feeling none of that. <laughs> then then no, we don't listen. We take it, we say, no, no, no. Because the Bible actually, by the way, the Bible says, test the spirits. And so I, when I share things, I hope you go back and look up in the Bible. Say, ah, let me see about this thing, you know. Amen. Go look it up. Go test what we're talking about. So anyway, so he says all of this. We move here with our team a year and a half, two years later. And so we're here and we're getting our launch team ready. And our launch, we're getting ready to get ready to launch services. We got a couple months away. And this person on our team, I share the story. And this person on our team comes up to us and says, Pastor Jay, I was looking at at online, at our city and all that. And did you know, after you shared the story, God's moving you to a spacious place with, a, with an area where there's no limits. Do you know that Houston just changed the name tag of the city to Houston, the city with no limits? Wow. It was confirming, it, it gave a confirmation of what is the gift of, of prophecy. Gift of pro Matter of fact, I'm, I'll go ahead and use this moment for this is, is this Friday, this Friday we have what we call Cultivate coming up. We've done it one time so far, about once a quarter or so we will do Cultivate. Now let me explain Cultivate to you a little bit. Cultivate is a believer-centered service. What do you mean? We are always aware on Sunday mornings that people visiting for the first time come from every background under the sun. We have atheists, agnostics, professors in Bible college. All, we got all of them in our church that come. And so we wanna be conscious of that but then we also know there is a difference when you come to more of a believer-centered environment, whether it's a small group leaders meeting, there's a little bit more intensity in worship and in prayer and all that. And so we actually wanna create environments for you that you can come in and really begin to explore things like what we're talking about right now. Like, Pastor, I really wanna do this like prophetic thing and stuff. Can I learn more about that? That's what these environments are for. We actually have some people in our church that have, have a gift of this and, and in those environments as well, we're gonna set up the right scenarios where, hey, if you want someone to pray over you and see if they sense a word from God for you that you can come and get that. So all these things are, we're, we're developing for you. And actually this Friday coming up, 
I'm going to, we're going to give an opportunity. We got it all set up. We're working with the team, Amber, who is a rock star for Jesus. I don't know where she's at uh, on the prayer team. She's, she's helping set the whole thing up as well. And we're going to come here. And if you want, I want to really be baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, Pastor Jay, like you're talking about. I prayed about it myself, but I want, would someone pray with me? I'm going to share how to be baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about, you'll see over and over and over, that they lay hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we are going to, a believer-centered environment on this Friday night, I'm going to teach it a little bit and we're going to lay hands on you so that you can be, uh, Pablo, don't leave the church because we're going to be praying for people and stuff. Don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Don't leave the church. I'm, that's my buddy. That's my buddy right there. I'm messing with you, man. It was too perfect, man of God. I had to go for it. All right. So anyway, so you guys are welcome that this Friday night. We'd love to have you be a part of that. Okay. So prophecy, the next one is tongues. Tongues, we see here, we're going right down through the scripture. Um, tongues is a mes- message from God unknown to the person through whom the message comes. Now, let's just be honest. Most people don't struggle with the Holy Spirit, don't struggle with most of this stuff. They struggle with this right here, tongues, when we talk about this. I'm gonna explain that more even this Friday as well. I don't have a lot of time to go into it right now, but this is what I do, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You wanna get down to the nitty gritty. What is this really all about? Don't take what I'm saying about it. Go to scripture, the Bible, 1 Corinthians 14, and you can read read all about it. It gives you a full download of, of, of tongues and what's the point? What's the role? How does it work? The whole thing, okay? And so then the next one is, because I'm, ah, I'm running out of time. I'm having too much fun with y'all. All right, next one is interpretation of tongues. This is understanding or expressing the thought or intent of the message in tongues. I have to go back for a second. Paul's writing to the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church is exploding and everyone, the gifts of the spirit are happening and now everybody's wanting to use their gifts of the spirit and it's getting out of control and out of order. So Paul writes this to kind of start, hey, let's get some order to this thing and let's get things lined up. So when he talks about in a corporate setting, if someone spoke in tongues, then there needs to be someone who interprets that tongue because people are gonna think you're crazy if you're doing that. That, that, that. That's how this came about. And so he would, take, he would take that and that was the point of the interpretation of that. So I gotta bump on to the next one, uh, but let me read this scripture. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. When we do not know what we ought to pray, for the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God in accordance with the will of God. Let me give you the drive-by on that. Is this, is I don't know if you've ever worked with an interpreter before. Whenever I go on mission trips, we'd have to work with an interpreter and I would say something and then I have to pause and wait and then the interpreter would say it so the people would understand. You know, I got one minute to share it. It's worth it. It's worth it, babe. It's worth it. All right, she's shaking her head. You know, look beautiful with that necklace. Uh, um, so I was in Nigeria, speaking in Nigeria. Now, Nigerians speak English, but the interpreter told me, said, hey, some of your, il- some illustrations, be- it doesn't always translate. Uh, so, you- so why don't I interpret for you so that they understand? So we're in this village called Ubugui and I'm preaching. And I'm preaching, I'm like, God loves you. And he'll go back, and he, God loves you. Now I can understand most of the stuff he said because he's speaking in English, but he's just trying to interpret it in such a way so everyone understands it. And at one point I was like, God loves you. God loves you. And he goes, the devil hates you. The devil hates you, he interprets. And I'll never forget this. I said, the devil will oppress you. 
Now, shouldn't he use oppress? And he stopped for a second. He looks, he goes, uh, the devil will lick you like ice cream. <laughs> and everybody, amen, hallelujah, Jesus. They all start going. I'm like, all right, he'll lick you like ice cream. Okay. So, but everybody understood it after I said it. The point of the gift of speaking in tongues is if you've ever gotten to a point in prayer that you just don't know what else to pray. You don't know how to pray for that person. You pray in your heavenly languages and as it's going to heaven, the spirit of God interprets it and the very words that need to be said are, are, are given up to Jesus. That's the point. That's the point. So that's tongues and the interpretation. All right, next. Final one, band, come on up and I'm gonna... Well, I don't have another service after this, and y'all ain't got nothing to do. It's vacation time. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. The final one, dynamic gifts. The dynamic gifts. These are the power gifts. The gift of faith. Faith is a supernatural belief and confidence for a specific situation. You feel a lot of hope in this church. You feel a lot of, of faith in this. You feel like, I can do it here. I'll tell you why. There is a gift of faith on this church. There really is. We didn't give it, the Holy Spirit gave it to us. So we're gonna believe God for miracles for you and with you. We're gonna believe nothing is impossible for God with you. We're gonna believe God, no matter how bad and dire your situation is, we're gonna believe with you, God's gonna turn it around. It's gonna be good for your good. We believe this world's getting darker and darker, but we believe the darker and darker it gets, the brighter and brighter the light shines. And God's called us for such a time as this. It's a gift of faith on our church. Come what may, God's gonna take care of us. It's a gift of faith. Also, we see gifts of healing. Gifts of healing is the spiritual endowment of divine health. Now, let me make this clear. We don't walk around with a gift of healing. Because if I had a gift of healing and I did anything other than go to a hospital right now and start praying for people, then I'd be a crook. I don't have, God heals. It's my job to step out in faith and pray that God would heal them. Does it make sense? Because there are people out there, you know, well, I got a gift of healing. Well, if you do, you should not be right here. You should be at the hospital praying for people right now. God is the gift of healing. Well, pastor, what if we pray for somebody to be healed and they're not healed? That's happened. But what if we pray for them and they do? It's not my job to heal anybody, but it's my job to step out in faith and believe what his word says and then trust God with the results. Gives the healing. The final one is this, works of miracles. This is divine intervention that alters natural circumstances. Man, just miracles. There's miracles available to us. We just ask the Holy Spirit come and fill us. So I know I've gone through a whole lot, this whole, hopefully you learned something along the way here. But this is what I really hope, that you would, number one, recognize God's got supernatural gifts for you. Not weird gifts, supernatural gifts for you. It doesn't make you be something you're not. It just puts a supernatural power on what, what you have. And he takes it and he does something amazing with it. I want you to discover those gifts. That's one of the reasons we do our next steps classes. We do our next steps, which by next, next week, we're doing our next, the first Sunday of every month, and second Sunday of every month, we do step one and step two. Step one is our membership class. Step two is we do uh, our dream team. And at our dream team, uh, you learn your spiritual gifts. We help you with that. By the way, little inside tip, you know that, that dream team celebration deal, food, fun, giveaways, all that stuff we're doing? 
If you're not part of Dream Team, you can go to week one, week two. You didn't even serve yet, and you can come to that service then. You can come that night. Come on, you like a deal? I just gave you one. I'm part of the Dream Team. Where you serve? I don't know yet. Where the food truck at, though? You know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm cool with it. I am cool with it. All right, I am. Help you discover your gift, and use them to glorify God. Use them to glorify the. Can I pray for you? Why don't you guys stand and I'll, and I'll pray for you. Father, I thank you for your people today. God, I thank you that your spirit loves us so much. You fill us with your power. And God, even right now, there's people in the room, God, and they're, they're, they're hungry for it. They're just, they're feeling like, man, I, I want more. I know God has more. And you can even sense the power of the Holy Spirit even now. And you're like, I, want, I pray even right now, God, they would receive that. They would just say, Father, fill me with the power of your Spirit. We receive the power of your Holy Spirit right now by faith. God, I just pray now, even people feel just a strength and just a power, God. The gifts are fun and it's exciting and it's so helpful. It helps us win in life. But Holy Spirit, you're the gift. And I pray that we would sense that like never before. God, I pray for your people now. Pray your favor would surround them like a shield. We'd extend your kingdom in all we do, God. And God, that the light of Christ would just shine through us in everything we do this week, God. I bless your people today, Lord God. I thank you for them right now. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? Awesome. Love you guys.